What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast, episode 185. Coming up on 200, hot and heavy here. This week, Sean and I jumped right in. We talked a little NFL with the Carson Wentz trade coming down the pipe. After that, we went heavy on NBA today. We went over every single team. Uh, Just kind of had to. I mean, the NBA season's right around the All-Star break, and there's no other sports that we're interested in going on. After that, we finish it up with some baseball. So follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports on Instagram, Sorry underscore Sports. Check out the website, SorrySports.com. Enjoy the pod. We'll be back next week with another pod. Everybody stay safe in the weather down there in Texas for Sean and up here on the Northeast for us. Again, enjoy the pod. and welcome back to Sorry to Interrupt Podcast. We're here on a Thursday evening. Uh, the world is upside down. Tom, you know where I am. It's a shit show. I really don't want to talk about it. You're getting more snow. How are you doing? Doing better than you, clearly, right now. Uh, I still went to work today. Um, and That's I don't nice. Even, I don't even know uh, what they're doing down by you. Hope you're safe. That's all I'm going to say. Sean doesn't really seem like he wants to talk about it anymore. Uh, understandably so. So, I mean, it, it's a crazy thing. The only thing I will say is it's a crazy thing when the pandemic is is like the, the fifth thought on your mind. <laughs> Dude, honestly, the only reason I don't want to talk about it is because I've been talking about it since Sunday morning. So it's just like... You can't make it up. Like, no one was prepared for this. And all I'll say is, did you get to see that Ted Cruz took a nice little trip down to Cancun? So, <laughs> so, hey, so if why? You the, if you got the means. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Shit, man. If I had him, I'd be gone too. Uh, yeah, I can't blame him for that. I can blame him for a lot of politics and whatnot, but I cannot. No, nah, I will blame him for that because <laughs> his fucking state is in shambles, including where I am. And, uh, yeah, all I'm going to say is I hope everybody who needs power and water and and heat gets it. Uh, the temperature is going to slowly climb in the next few days. But, yeah, man, it's been a shit show. This, there's got to be some records set off of this. Absolutely hilarious that you just moved down there. <laughs> <laughs> Such a bad guy. And um, But it is true. And I texted you and... You know, I'm I'm obviously making light of it, which sometimes you have to do. I I hope that everybody down there that needs to be safe is safe. Um, but you guys are pussies. Texans are pussies. I said it. There is nobody tougher than a New Yorker, and, and this is Exhibit A. Yo, I have lived in the Fairfield County area of Connecticut, bordering New York, my entire life up until to almost three months ago now so i'm well aware and even then i couldn't get to work on certain days but yes you can all handle it they're not designed for this here obviously and you know what we may not be dealing with the best brain trust either <laughs> that's what i'm saying not only are you guys <laughs> pussies and i'm looping you in because you use no that. pussies no listen, pussies listen you guys use the word you use the word y'all that time so i'm gonna lump you in with the texans now you guys you are have pussies. to and, and, and okay. they're not the brightest bulbs on the chandelier 
there either because they can't even figure out how to make a proper power grid. I am in the industry if you want me to come down there and take a look at a few things. I would love it. I would love it. Austin Energy, Tom Pacino is coming down. CEO of Sorry Sports and Dino Hype Co. is coming down. This is ridiculous. It's fucking freezing. Well... All I say is uh, I hope it warms up for you. It's one of those things where it's like, well, why don't you just go to a hotel? But, I mean, they're probably fucked too. <laughs> the hotels don't have anything. Oh, man. It's you're, you're gridlocked there. Um, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure the fast food joints don't have water either. It's, it's crazy. It's it just the funny part. It makes me laugh because you moved down there less than three months ago. And I, you know. Brought, I know. You brought the, you brought the, uh, the East Coast weather with you. Yeah, yeah, evidently I did. It's uh, it's not a great situation, man. And you know what? Honestly, like, all kidding aside from the last point, I have a friend of mine. She's been living with her temperature in her house at 42 degrees and dropping still. Like, no heat <laughs> since Sunday night. Like, it's a fucking shit show here. It I really can only is. imagine all the space heaters probably three states over sold out. <laughs> I mean, honestly, bro, if you're not doing anything – I would just fill up your tank and drive to fucking Arizona or something. Yeah. I'm sure it's crossed your I'd, mind. <laughs> I, I'd like to be able to get out. No one can drive either. True. I think tomorrow's going to be the, I think tomorrow's going to be the first day. Like I said, it's not the snow, it's the ice. Like it's literally been like a low of three here overnight. So like, no, no one's ready. I was just sitting in my car driving home from work today, and there was about five inches on the ground, and I was like, God, this is more than Texas got altogether. I don't know what they would do. <laughs> I'm giving you the answer, my man. <laughs> Texas is giving me the answer. Well, I listen, I hope that Ted Cruz enjoys his vacation. Yeah, me too, and I hope he stays there. I wouldn't mind him not ever coming back. <laughs> I hear that. All right, let's let's talk some sports. Um, if you got to take a break to get a drink of water, that probably means it's going to be a three. I don't have break water, so we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, listen, bro, I feel for you. Uh, yeah, you're all right, man. I should have mentioned. I probably should have warned you that they're pretty fucking dumb down there, and this was a possibility. Not in Austin, but overall in Texas, for sure. Yeah, it's the like I said before, the the brain trust is really not there. So, all right, man, let's talk some let's talk some football first. Um, Carson Wentz, uh, as everybody knows, the news came down, um, has been traded to the Indianapolis Colts for a second and a third round pick. I don't know the years on that. I don't know if you care. I don't really care. That's pretty low value for a former second overall pick. Not what. 2016, 2017, not too many years ago. 2016. Um, the Eagles are a shit show. I know you're loving it. Uh, you fire your coach. You bring in a yes man to try and keep Carson there. And then you decide to trade him for 10 cents on the dollar. Um, keep it rolling for you Giants fans out there. Uh, honestly, I love it by the Colts because you didn't really risk too much. And you can get him back with the only guy he really seemed to have success with that held him accountable and Frank Reich. Um, and for the Eagles, I mean, I guess Hertz is your guy. I don't think he is. Um, to talk on Wentz first, uh, I'm with you. He, he's reunited with Reich, and, and it seems to be apparent now that Reich was the reason why the Eagles won that Super Bowl back in the 17-18 season, and he orchestrated a Carson Wentz 
MVP-like kind of year up until week 14, I believe, when he was hurt and against the Rams. And, and then, obviously, we saw what he did with Foles on that miracle run. But, you know, Wentz seems to be broken. And and if you're, he's going to go anywhere to be fixed, this is the place to go, right? Yeah, I could see him being pretty good next year, honestly, or maybe two years from now. I'm not saying that he's going to win the MVP and, and the Super Bowl MVP or anything, but I think he can get back to, just, just based off talent, he can get back to a top half of the league quarterback, top 15 guy. Could he be any worse than what Rivers was? For this Colts team last year? Uh, yeah, I absolutely think he could. Rivers led him to the playoffs. I, I definitely think he could. But that team is very good, and he, and if, and he's going to be well-protected for the first time in a while. Yeah, I mean, he definitely could be worse than Rivers. I mean, I, I know you're you're a prime Rivers hater. Um, go Fairhope, Alabama. I don't know what their, uh, their football <laughs> mascot is, but I— I don't want this blasphemy on me. I'm a pro Philip Rivers guy in all aspects. I love the fertility. Uh, I love the the old, you know, the old good old boy attitude. All yeah, that he's stuff. He's sponsored your sperm bank a few times. Yes, I hate um, him because he's never won a bet for me. I don't think in the several <laughs> years you and I have, have picked games that he's ever won a single game for me. Well, listen, maybe you can just honestly. I, I bet you Alabama has water. You could drive down there and start gambling on high school football games. <laughs> <laughs> if it gets me water, I'm all in. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I think this is going to be at least a two-year project. I think there's definitely going to be some hiccups. Um, but again, I, I, Wentz, talent-wise, is up there with the quarterbacks. It's just mechanically and, and all in between the years, I think, he was kind of screwed. And getting back with Reich, clearly they wanted him because they went out and got him. I think, I think he's going to be pretty decent in, in a couple years. I think all the dots connected to Indianapolis, the Chicago. Only thing that's disappointing mm-hmm. for me is um, the price tag is disappointing as a Jets fan for Darnold. Okay, different well, situation let's, though. But yeah, let, let's talk about that in a second. But just sticking with Wentz, I mean, as I was going to say, all all the dots connected to Indianapolis, Chicago was in the running. I don't think Chicago was ever going to make a move for a guy that was, can you argue, is any better than Trubisky slash Foles. And and if they weren't, then Indianapolis makes sense with Rivers retiring. So their offensive line is stacked. They have good playmakers. And, like, honestly, man, if he's going to succeed anywhere, it wasn't going to be in Philly. And I feel like Indianapolis is the place for him to go. I understand Philly didn't get the best of returns, but you know what? What do they really have to do? If he says, I'm out, and they say, okay, we have to trade you, this might have been the best they could have gotten. Apparently, there weren't a lot of other suitors. Yeah, I, I agree with you. There there definitely wasn't. I mean, why take a chance on a completely broken guy unless you really think you can fix him? Um, now talking about the Jets, I think this damages Sam Darnold's draft stock. I don't know by how much. Um, obviously he's significantly younger and he doesn't have the injury history of a Carson Wentz, nor does he have the stain of the articles that were written about Carson Wentz towards the end of this season. I'm hoping that he can still fetch a first round pick or maybe two seconds. Um, 
And then the last thing I will say about the NFL is I saw something about Deshaun Watson being aware, quote-unquote, that the Jets would have to use a lot of draft capital on him. I'm speaking directly to Deshaun here. Go look at the Jets' cap space and the amount of draft picks that they've accumulated, not to mention what they're going to get for Darnold. We will be fine. You are there you more- go. I'll come. I will listen. Get the hell out of Texas. Clearly, I'll drive there and pick you up, and I'll sacrifice <laughs> my water intake. And as a matter of fact, I know you are a philanthropic guy. I'll I'll bring two twenty-four packs of water, and I will throw them in people's front yards for you. Okay. Just nice. get your ass up here to New York. I'll drive. He'll be able to handle his shit in New York with a four-wheel drive car. Um, <laughs> I I I I hear you, man. I really don't know what the market is for Darnold if the Jets decide to move off of him. I've Did you hear McShay last week on the K show and on the Ryan Rosillo pod talking about how Darnold in his eyes, just based off talent, not based off of what has already happened in New York in his first three years and going into that year four, just talent alone could be a top seven to eight quarterback in the NFL. I now he has that. been on up. Darnold yeah, he's been on Darnold's bandwagon since he came out of USC. So I understand it, but at the same point, it's like, okay, well, if that's the case, then whomever you trade him to, you better get a first for him, even if it's a late first. Pittsburgh, have at it. You know, there, there's other teams. Washington, it, you better get a first for him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think we definitely need a first for him. Um I mean, if they do keep Donald, I'm, 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 I'm not upset that I threw out the jersey because it was an Ally Express. If they do keep Donald and they decide to move forward with him, if I see a little glimmer of hope, maybe I'll, maybe I'll buy the authentic. There you go. It, it well, was more. It was a motivational way. thing for him, you know. I, hey, there's nothing in my opinion that he can do now. Like this is a, this is an organizational decision, and and it's because of that looming twenty five million that you schooled Frenchie with that's coming in year five if they decide to keep him. And that's a huge monkey wrench into what their future contract negotiations with current free agents are going to be. And listen, I love Sam. I I think he has all the intangibles. He's the anti-Dwayne Haskins and Mm -hmm. probably the anti-Jameis Winston, honestly, as far as character traits. But... He's thrown a lot of picks. He has not made up for the situation he's been in. Fumbles a lot too. Yeah, and, and turnover machine. I, 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 and again, is that a product of the coaching staff being historically bad, potentially the worst ever? Is that a product of him having Make weapons, quote unquote, that can't get open, and an offensive line that cannot get his receivers open or his running back space or him time? It's a tough. It's a tough thing to try to decide. I, I I do not envy Joe Douglas. No, nor do I. And I think Joe's done a really good job. We're just gonna have to see how this plays out. We're in the uh, we're in the throngs of the off season here, and it's quiet for another week, two weeks, three weeks. Um, and, and then we're gonna have Frenchion coming up to the draft, and we're gonna be able to get excited. But right now, we have one sport aside from golf to talk about. Before we do that real fast, who won this Wentz trade? Colts. Yeah. Well, actually, it really depends. 
I mean, they could cut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Good we're point. leaving. We're leaving the 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 door open the on that the, one because yeah, the they could the cut him next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that. They just won because the Eagles are a fucking absolute dumpster fire. Thank God they have some Super Bowl equity to hold over. And I think when people say they have a five-year window, I think it's it, it varies by team. The Eagles never won before, so they could have a fifteen-year window. They can, like but... Like, if the Jets win a Super Bowl, I'm going to talk shit to you until the day... I'll probably be do part of your eulogy and be talking shit. I'm more than happy to hear it. It's the same with the stupid Eagle fans that are so happy that they won one Super Bowl and now their team is in... I mean, they're right... You, you texted me this, and I was in agreement with you, and if you didn't beat me to the punch, I would have sent it to you first. They're the Texans now. Those are the two worst, most volatile, dysfunctional teams in the NFL right now. It's not even close. And they make Detroit and Washington look good. And the Jets. Um, who The Jets, I wouldn't even put in that category I don't, anymore I'm not because they're really the building. There, man. I, I, I'm not putting the Jets there. I think the Jets, with, with Gase gone and Salah there, Douglas. It, it's, a, it's a culture. It, yeah, and Douglas. It, it's a culture change. And I, if only I think, we could have kept Woody Johnson over in the UK. <laughs> the hey, only negative of Trump getting his ass tossed out of the office was that Woody Johnson had to come back to the states. I don't know, man. Chris Johnson sure as shit was terrible <laughs> true, true. for the last four years. And I'm just going to put this here real fast. The only reason I still put Washington in the dysfunction era is the fact that Dan Schneider's they still the don't owner? have it. Dan Schneider's the owner, and they still don't have a nickname. But damn. Ron Rivera changes a lot there. I mean, they went to a playoff game, they hosted a playoff game, and they were the closest game that Tampa had on their run to the Super Bowl. There's no reason the Jets can't make a huge turnaround with Salah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, we're going to have to see how this plays out. Uh, Aside from golf, all we got is the NBA, so we're going to talk about that. Genesis Invitational being played golf-wise this week at Riviera. Beautiful course. Wish there was fans there so they could experience that. Um, Dustin Johnson's going to win it. I'm saying it right now. I'm not going to give you a foursome. Dustin Johnson shot a 68 today. He's going to win it. And Brooks is back, by the way. That's all I'm going to say. Let's talk some NBA. I love it, man. I know. It's a little too late to give the foursome, but you picked your winner at least so we can revisit that next week. Yes. All right, let's talk some NBA. So Sean and I are going to, just because sports is dead right now, we're going to go around the league, and we're going to name some teams. It may be more than one thing that stands out to us. Others, it may be just one. Um, What conference would you like to start with, my friend? You know what? I feel like we always start with the East, so let's go West first. All right, we are going to talk about the West. Let's start off in the Northwestern Division, the best team in basketball right now, the Utah Jazz. Let's Sean. do it. Come All right. Uh, for me, there's a few things. First of all, Donovan Mitchell. I don't know if Shaq motivated him with that awkward, uh, that awkward TNT interview. They are playing incredible basketball. I was a little worried about them. And this right here is a prime example of why when you have an unhappy superstar, a.k.a. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, sometimes you just got to ride it out. Because they, they, like for two weeks, we were talking about 10 different teams that should trade for Rudy Gobert because of the whole COVID thing and Mitchell was pissed at him and blah, blah, blah. They seem to be just fine now. And 
Mike Conley took a year, but he's playing like an all-star this year. That's my two takeaways. My third, Jordan Clarkson. I don't know where the hell he came from, but he's playing like a six-man of the year. And that contract, I know we raised an eyebrow to it before the season, but now it looks like a discount. I did a slogan or some kind of question or statement for each team for one thing or two things. and for. Yeah, man. You know what? I know you're saying that to be a dick, but like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying they're firing on all cylinders. They're the best team in the NBA, and and it's not close. And for all the reasons that you just described, and you know what, Conley, he looked like, uh, why did you do this? You know, and he's going to leave in free agency, and you're going to have to just keep his contract. And if you're hoping, if you're lucky, you're hoping to trade him in the at the all-star break or at the trade deadline and nope he is a main contributor to why this team is so good and you do have the Gobert and Mitchell relationship seeming to be all good Bogdanovich is healthy again after the wrist surgery Uh, this team is great I think now more than ever uh, team continuity is important especially with zero off season and uh, jumping right back into things not being able to really have true practices during the COVID era. And you watch this team make passes, and they are, they're, it's like they're on a string. This whole team's moving together. Um, they are firing on all cylinders. The continuity's huge there. Um, still don't put them as a title contender um, up there with the Lakers, but I definitely think I could see them in the Eastern, or sorry, the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, when we go through our Western Conference, I think it's uh, more of a conversation that's going to develop. But for right now, this is the team to beat in the West. And I know that's saying with the Lakers being the defending champs and you got the Clippers there too. But uh, I, this does this just doesn't seem like it. They've beaten all the contending teams, all the championship contending teams, not just playoff teams, championship contending teams. They've beaten them and they've beaten them soundly both at home and on the road so far this year. Yes, sir, they have. They only have five losses this year, which is incredible. Um, All right, let's move on to the number two team in the Northwest Division. That is the Portland Trailblazers for me. Um, Dame is playing again like an MVP. I hate to say it, but it's the same old Blazers. They they always get injured. Um, CJ McCollum was playing like an all-star starter to start the season, and then he goes and gets hurt. Nurkic is obviously still banged up. I think this team has enough firepower to compete in the Western Conference. It's just this team, every single year, there's something, whether it's Dame, CJ, Nurkic getting hurt. One of their big three always gets hurt. I just wrote Dame time because he's doing it again. He's And, and you know what? I give you credit for putting them higher up in the Western Conference rankings I know we started our preseason discussion as the season just had started, but you know what? He's the reason why they are where they are because of McCollum's injury and because of Nurkic's injury. and He's propelling this team to, to the fourth seed in the Western Conference right now. Mm-hmm. And it's Dame time again. He's an MVP candidate. And it's, it's, it's watching him every night, it really is astounding what he does. Yeah, it truly is. I mean, uh, Steph gets a lot of credit, deservedly so. I think he's probably a hair better than Dame Lillard, but this guy's an incredible player, and I just hope – I know he's been to an Eastern Conference Finals. I hope he can get to an NBA championship, Um, maybe get a ring someday. I think he's amazing, 
I know a few years ago there was talk about a trade and him going to the Knicks. I would have loved that, but I think he's in Portland to stay along with CJ, and I think that's the way it should be. I think they need to figure out a way to stay healthy, maybe clean house with the training staff. But I think this team, when healthy, can compete for a title. I just don't think they're going to be able to stay healthy. They're kind of the Yankees of the NBA, right? I mean, their best players just can't stay on the floor. But as long as you've got Dame, my my concern with them is him kind of doing the Harden deal where he's too worn out by the time you the see that every come. year he he seems dead by the end of the playoffs and then you're scratching their head why they got swept by the Pelicans right yeah I mean I don't know if that year I have to go back and really look at if that was the main contributing reason but you can certainly say last year I mean he got them into the playoffs by himself in the bubble and then and they beat the Lakers and I said Lakers. LeBron was going to be outside of the top 10 because I'm an idiot Right, right. That's well, obviously. Of, that's yeah, my version I'm happy. of your Kirk Cousins. Yes, I am so happy that we're kind of even on those kinds of deals. But, yeah, and you know what your hope here is? Hey, carry the load until McCollum comes back, and then he's going to be fresh, as is Nurkic, and get into the playoffs. And I feel like we say this every year. If they're healthy and they're fresh, they have as good a chance as anybody. Absolutely, especially with when we get to the Lakers, we're going to talk about a big-time injury. All right, moving on to the next team. By the way, did you see who the Yankees, speaking of them, named as their starting left fielder officially? I'm so fucking thrilled, man. I know you are, too. He's your guy. Guy. I will ride with him forever. Go Clint. All right, moving on. Still no Brett Gardner. Yes, yes. Moving on to the number three team, in the Northwest Division, 15-13. and 13, We've been saying they're going to turn it around. They're going to turn it around. They're slowly starting to do it, the Denver Nuggets. What I've observed is I don't know what happened to quote-unquote playoff Murray, but he's reverted back to his one game I'm going to score 12 points, the next game I'm going to score 40 self, um, and they need more out of him. I wrote Jokic MVP. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't who, even... I, slash who is Jamal Murray. Yes, that that's perfect. I, I don't even have to mention Jokic because we're going to go down the all-star roster. He got named as a starter. I know I picked him as my MVP last year. He's a staple. He's probably a top... He's definitely a top 10 player. But can in the you admit that he's even taken, like... Uh, he's even taken your attention to the next level this year with what he's done because it is has it has been remarkable. Oh, absolutely! He's, he's he's controlling the team. He's 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 played himself into shape. He's playing a lot better defensively. They're getting a lot more stops. Um, and once they get this road record, they're seven and seven on the road, back to above five hundred. Um, I think this team is probably going to end up being one of the top seeds. It's just. They're not going to go anywhere until Jamal Murray becomes a, a consistent sidekick or, or whatever you want to say to to Jokic. I think he has to be the best player, and that's the scary part because you know my stance on centers. I don't want to continue to, to beat a drum that over and over and over again, but I don't think a center can be the best player on a championship team, and I think Murray has to do what he did in that Utah series last year, but he has to do it consistently. I'm not saying you have to put up 55 a game, but I'm going to say you have to at least give me 30 a game. You have to become that guy. I can't watch you put up 54 and then watch you put up 14. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't watch you be passive in a game and then you know, you're shooting the ball 30 times a game. I, I need to see you 
be the facilitator. I need to see you be the alpha. And, and as great as Jokic is, I don't think Jokic wants to be the alpha. That's not what a center, as good and versatile as he is, should be in today's NBA. Yeah, I hear you on that. We we need a lot more out of Jamal Murray. I think that's the main theme for them. You ready to go on to the number four team in the Northwest? Yes, sir. The Oklahoma City Thunder. I think they should be the number five team, but they are playing a hell of a lot better than the T-Wolves, who we'll talk about next. Talent-wise, they should be the number five team, but I'll tell you what, this team is, I don't even know their coach's name, but they're well-coached. Um, and listen, no matter what their GM does out there, trades away the entire farm. I just think Chris Paul had a real effect on SGA, and, and this team has some talent. Dort, um, I think, puts in more effort on defense than pretty much any other wing player. He's playing really well. This team's got some young players on it, especially SGA, who is in the mix for an all-star uh, reserve spot. I don't think he'll make it, but this team's fun to watch. We both love SGA. He's not going to make it. His team sucks, but he's got a bright future, and I'm happy he's in a place where he can really let his game show. I wrote, bad as expected, but they have very attractive trade pieces, beginning with George Hill and Al Horford. I think there's a lot of contending teams that would love to have those guys, and, and they're, they're going to get calls on Dort, and they might even get calls on SGA. I don't know if Oklahoma City is very into trading SGA or even Dort, but we've seen them be open to trading just about anybody if the if the right offer is made. The price and is right. We might see it again. Yeah, we might see it again, but I think Horford and Hill, those are two guys that are very attractive trade pieces, and I think that not only will they move at least one, I think there's a good chance they move at least both. I agree with you, and I think they could get first-round picks with some conditions on them for the both of them. You know who could really use a George Hill is Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, they'd love to have him him back. Yeah, they'd love to have him back. Yeah, um, all right, let's move on and talk about our number five team. This team is the Philadelphia Eagles slash Texans of the NBA. (laughs) Um, Dumpster fire. Anthony Edwards has had some moments. Um, Very explosive player. Um, a lot of fun to watch, but he also looks like a deer in headlights probably 85% of the time, maybe 90. Um, he's a turnstile on defense, and then Cat getting COVID is not a good thing, and I haven't heard a thing about D'Angelo Russell. Maybe that's because they're 7-22. and 22. I mean, you're going with themes here. I don't know what you wrote, but I'm saying dumpster fire. Russell's out four to six weeks with an injury that just came down two days ago. So he, he's he's gone. I, I put the Minnesota Timberwolves, who were 7-21 and 21 upon me writing this down yesterday. I wrote absolutely irrelevant because that's all they are. There's really no reason to watch any of their games, even though they have the, the number one overall pick. And they had D'Lo, who was an all-star with Brooklyn. And they have Cat, who is a dynamic talent when, when he's playing. But I, I, I don't – is there ever a time that you're like, oh, wow, I wish I had watched the T-Wolves game the other day? Not at all. Everything I need to see from the T-Wolves is coming in on Instagram and Bleacher Report and whatnot, and that's about a minute worth of highlights from each game. Um, you ready to move on to the Pacific Division? Let's do it. All right. First team we got, the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, I – if we had done this pre-Anthony Davis injury, our conversation would be a little bit different. 
I think the Lakers are vulnerable right now. AD's got an Achilles tweak, whatever. We saw that with Kevin Durant. That does not go away. It seems like if you get a minor calf slash Achilles injury, it somehow turns into your Achilles popping most times. You're the uh, you're more of the injury guy here. I don't know how you feel about that. The other thing I have to say is this team, honestly, given what they given what they've gone through winning the championship and literally having like a six week turnaround they're playing amazing even with the anthony davis injury i wrote ad wait and see because mm. as good as they are right now and they are great and they're the two seed in the west and they're playing my nets tonight i have no idea what the score is because i i was ready to do this pot i'm not watching the game I have no idea what this team is going to be without AD, and I'm going to assume that it's going to be a lot like one of those last Cavs years. So let's just go off and assume that this AD wait-and-see thing, I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination, nor do I pretend to be, but let's just use history and recent history as as a measuring stick. They're diagnosing cat, or, uh, AD with a, with a calf strain, and the lower calf generally turns into Achilles. It doesn't matter how much time you have off. The minute that you need to accelerate or make an explosive movement off of that calf, if the Achilles is in any way tender or fragile, which obviously it is, that thing's going to go. Mm. And it might, and it's generally going to come on a non-contact kind of deal. Might even be an innocent jump shot. So I hope to God that's not the case because I love AD. And I'm so happy with what he's done with the Lakers, and he's a defending champ. And I think he's validated as one of the top five players in the league. But I don't know, man. It's AD, wait and see. As great as LeBron is, he might be an MVP this year. If if he's not ready to go and if he gets shut down for any reason, this team is probably not past the Western Conference Final. I think they just inserted themselves in the Andre Drummond sweepstakes, though. What do they have to give up for him unless he goes on a buyout? I think he's going to end up being a buyout, and that's why I said that. They also could be in on the Blake Griffin sweepstakes. I don't know if that helps him as much as Andre Drummond. Um, Andre Drummond works more because you could just call him AD. Um, and that would he doesn't work shoot out. the three ball the way AD does. No, he doesn't, but he's got the same initials, so that's all that matters to me. <laughs> the Nets are up 76-65 with about five minutes left in the third quarter. Um, okay. Yeah, Lakers again. It's it's wait and see because and it's and it's Anthony Davis wait and see because, like you said, that Achilles can pop at any second, unfortunately, and it's kind of like an inevitability, really. I mean, it, it's like baseball. I hope it's not. You know, you get some forearm tightness, and the next thing you know, you're getting Tommy John. I know, man. Yeah, it, it's rough, and, and they're in a tough spot because if he says he's ready to go. Let's say they shut him down after this stupid all-star break, and we'll give our all-stars later. What what does that mean? I mean, the the Warriors gave Durant basically two months during the playoffs off, and he came back in his first game in the first quarter, blew out his Achilles. Yeah, I think that's one of those injuries where, I mean, if you got those micro tears or whatever, you kind of need the rest of the season to heal up to avoid it. So it's a scary thing because – Lakers are, are probably a five seed without him. I hate to say it. Even with LeBron playing at an MVP-type level, this Western Conference is just so strong. And moving on to the next team that's right behind them in the Pacific Division, the L.A. Clippers. Paul George is playing like an MVP. 
But I will say, you have to use caution with that because we've seen this before. I need to see the self-proclaimed playoff P. Yeah, I think that's a great call by you. And I wrote better attitude with a question mark. Is is Ty Lue the better coach for this team? Is is he getting a better idea of what this team is? And, and shit, maybe with Montrez Harrell, although he's kind of an energizer bunny, is it better with him off the team? I know he had a couple of rifts within that locker room, and maybe this team needed a second full season to gel. Paul George has been well-documented. Ibaka's been great the, for them. Ibaka has been great, and that's a good call by you. And that was somebody I really wanted the Nets to get, and it came down between those two teams. But I think Paul George even said hey, on the All the Smoke pod with Barnes and, and Jackson was, listen, we're, we, we finally know each other now. We really didn't know each other. And when we went to the bubble, nobody was really in a, in a good mental space. And uh, you and I have talked about mental health, not as experts, but kind of just from the outside looking in on some of these teams. And obviously there was a disconnect there. And Doc goes to Philly. We'll talk on the Eastern side later. But this might be the move that they needed to make. And, and Ty Lue seems to have these guys playing well, and they might have better continuity now. Yeah, and he's got his rotations figured out a little bit better than Doc did. Sometimes Doc writes his starters a little too hard. Um, All right, moving on to the number three team, one of the biggest surprises in the NBA, although I think I picked them to finish pretty high, but I'm also an expert. Phoenix Suns at (laughs) 17-10. This is a CP3 team, man. He's completely turned it around. Bridges looks amazing. He's gotten a couple 30-point games this year. Cam Johnson, a versatile player that can knock down a three and play some good defense. The only thing I will say is I'd like to see a little bit more post play out of, De- or out of uh, DeAndre Ayton. I just think when you've got a guy, and you heard it on Simmons' podcast, Barkley was just screaming it. When you've got a guy 6'7 on you, you got to take him to the woodshed sometimes, like Embiid is doing this year. Yeah, and, and it might take Ayton the same amount of time it took Embiid. Because Embiid was shooting trees left and right. So so we don't know that, and I'm sure Paul's in his ear. I wrote here, you're no longer two years away from being two years away. And that's nice yeah. to see because this team is has always been that kind of deal where they don't put up the kind of numbers that you would think with talents like Booker and Aiton, but they finally have Chris Paul, who's a floor general, he's a Hall of Famer, and he's an MVP candidate this year. And I give him a tremendous amount of credit. I don't think either of us had any doubts. I know you didn't, of him going there and succeeding. This team seems to be playing well. I know they blew it to my nets the other night, but that was because James Harden did James Harden things. I think this team is great. Yeah, I um, I don't worry about Chris Paul in the regular season, and I don't worry about a Chris Paul run team. I worry about Chris Paul's body failing on him later in the year. That's all. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't know how far this team's going in the playoffs, but right now I'm like, again, this is not a team that we no longer have to look at. It's like, why did they play so well early, and why are they on a seven-game losing streak? Like, before the Nets game, I think they had won six in a row and nine of ten. Yeah, absolutely. Their last ten, they are eight and two. So they're they're doing pretty well. Moving on to the next team in the Pacific Division, Another fun team. This this is a really strong division, I have to say. Golden State Warriors, for me, it is fun to have Steph back. Draymond had a little rant um, a few days ago about players versus teams. Um, agreed and disagreed with a few things there. That's for another time, I guess. Um, 
Draymond has not been playing well, though, I have to say. He, his numbers have regressed every year since they went 72-10 and 10 or whatever it was. But I think Draymond needs to be on a good team and to be motivated. But it is a lot of fun to watch Steph play. And Wiseman's had his ups and downs, but I think he probably should have been the number one overall pick. Steph is back, baby. He's putting up better numbers than he did in his uh, – or, or comparable numbers, I should say, to his MVP year in 15-16. Yep. He, he, he's been awesome, and, and he is the reason why this team is where they are. I mean, he had a huge three the other night to steal a win. It, this, they're nowhere without him, and with Clay's injury and Draymond being a shell of himself, I really don't know what's going on there. Like you said, Wiseman's up and down, and they're trying to figure out what he is, and he's trying to figure out what he is himself. Steph Curry is doing Steph Curry things again. I think it's great to see. Absolutely. They might sneak into a uh, into that play-in game or maybe even get a, a little bit ha- higher of a seed. Let's move on to the five-team. Same thing every single year. They're fun. They're young. We want them to be better. Um but the Sacramento Kings are 12 and 15 out in the Western Conference. It's just tough for them. Um, listen, Fox has taken a step forward. At the beginning of the year, we kind of said we need more out of him. He's given us more. But aside from that, I don't really know what else to tell you. You know what's so good about how good our podcasting is right now is you said they'd be so good if they were in the West. You know what I wrote? They'd be fine if they were in the East. <laughs> at 12 and 15 but you know what i'm telling you man they they play well i mean again they blew a game to they my nets a couple of nights ago they play hard but they also do play well they would be a very good team in the east i think that they just play too much hard competition and they can't sustain those wins they don't have enough at the end defensively and i think luke walton has obviously shown himself to not be a great coach uh, they're they don't have enough at the end of games to seal wins they definitely do not, and I don't know. Should you have picked uh, Buddy Heald over Badanovich? Uh, the jury's still out on that one because Atlanta ain't doing too much better. Yeah, that's a good question. All right, you ready to move on to the final division in the West? Of course. Big-time surprise here. Southwest Division, the number one seed in this division, the San Antonio Spurs. My opinion on this team, DeMar DeRozan can still do it, and he is – I don't know, maybe top three underrated players in the NBA still? I said New England Patriots. Yeah. Because it, it basically if you could comp where we are in the NBA season to where the Pats were at this point, you know, just drawing parallels to where they were a couple games in, you were saying, oh, it's all coaching. And it is. It, Popovich has this team playing well. DeRozan's playing great. They have a lot of nice complementary pieces that are overachieving, and that's a hallmark of what Greg Popovich teams do. Absolutely, and the last thing I will say is DeJounte Murray will be a multiple-time All-Star. He's taken a step forward this year coming off of that ACL. I know you're a big fan of his. Huge, and they're playing what? Listen, it's all coaching. They're 16-11, man. They're 9-3 and three on the road. All right, number two team, the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I don't even know if we've seen Jackson this year. I think he's been hurt all year. John yes. Morant is an incredible player, some not so great shooting numbers, some not so great defensive numbers, but he's a dog. He'll go toe to toe with anybody. Obviously, he had that scary ankle injury at the beginning of the year. I think this team will be better, and they will be better when their health turns around. I wrote average but fun. 
because that's what they are. They're not mm-hmm. a great team, and they got Valanchunas who can put up big numbers when he's has a mismatch on any night, and which he can. I mean, he shoots the three ball well. He reminds me a lot of Vucevic in Orlando, and obviously, Ja. This team's going to go as Ja goes, and until Jackson comes back, it's kind of one dimensional. And, and two, when when Valanchunas is having his great nights, I mean, Dylan Brooks can shoot the three ball quite well. They got blown out by New Orleans a couple nights ago. They're fun, though. Like You want to watch Memphis games when Ja is going to get his full run, but they're just an average team. They are absolutely average, and that's just okay. They, they've got, they're, they're a few years away from being a few years away, as, as you like to there say. There you go. <laughs> um, number three team, most disappointing team this year. They've been killed by injuries and by COVID. But you know what? Let them keep losing because the Knicks have their pick. Um, and I would be happy if they keep losing, and that's the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I still, listen, I, I still hate that Porzingis trade. Um, I don't care what that pick turns into. It was still an abominable trade. But with that being said, the Dallas Mavericks are the Luka Doncic show. Um, they missed the shooting they had last year, especially with Seth Curry, who's playing really well in Philly. Josh Richardson, I know he's a more versatile player, but... I mean, his 12 points a game or whatever and shooting sub, I don't know if he's sub 30%, but I know he's sub 35 from three is not helping them out. Luka needs help. They can't shoot. They just can't. And and Chris Dobbs can't play. He's, he's off of court much more than he is on. And I agree with you. It's never a good thing to trade your franchise player. We've talked about this before. It's not a win for the Knicks, especially when that cap space didn't turn into anything that you dreamed of. But Julius Randle, you know what? Yeah, Julius Randle's been great. But it, it, this is you can make a case you'd rather have Randle right now than Porzingis. And you know what? I don't really even think that's a hard case to make if you're if you're in the moment. It, Randle's probably an all star, and, and Porzingis can't play on a consistent basis. But Luke is amazing. We know that. I picked him to be MVP this year. It's hard to do that when you really don't have anything else around you. And he gets big rebounds late in games when he needs them. He's not a stat filler. They're actually clutch rebounds. He has clutch assists. He gets his players involved. There's not enough talent around him. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, Luca, keep playing great, but Mavs keep losing for me. There you go. All right, moving on to the next team. Probably the most disappointing team. I think I said that about the Mavs, but I say it even more for this team, New Orleans Pelicans. Um, Stan Van Gundy has not had a good impact on them, and they need to make some trades. I said finish the job, meaning blow it up. Oladipo gone. If Cousins can continue to play, trade him. You got Christian Wood. Looked at we're the not future. talking Rockets. We're talking Pelicans, bro. Oh, Pelicans. I'm sorry. I was already onto the Rockets. Yeah. Well, you know what? Same with the Pelicans. <laughs> Redick gone. You know what? And and I like Redick. Can I ask? Too. I like Redick too, and I think he's going to be a great match for your New York Knickerbockers at wow. the Garden because he wants to be traded. And I think the Pelicans want to trade him, and the Nets can't acquire him unless he's a buyout guy. And I think the Knicks are going to pounce all over it. Sorry for jumping to the Rockets, but here's the thing with the Pelicans. Ingram and Zion, can they work together? I really don't know. We know we know the Stephen Adams deal is a weird thing. Josh Hart, he's also a trade piece. Uh, this team hasn't made sense from opening day, and I know you agree. 
Yeah, I think Ingram and Zion can work together. It's just the pieces that are put around them. I think you need to surround them with 3 and D guys. I do think they can match together because Ingram's kind of a high-low guy and Zion's kind of a low-high guy, so I think they could work together. Um, like Zion's doing most of his work in the paint. Ingram's more of an outside-of-the-paint kind of guy. But you can't have Steven Adams clogging up the paint, and you can't have guys when J.J. Reddick's off the floor that can't shoot the ball, shoot the lights out of the ball. Yeah, I'm with you. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And why would you bring in a guy who takes what Ingram and Zion do the best, which is open floor playmaking, away from them by just sticking him in the middle? I know he's a great rebounder and a great shot blocker, but... I, and I really don't know what this team can do because they can beat teams when they play at their best. They're but. also not playing hard defensively at all. I've seen a lot of lazy possessions, and Zion doesn't look as athletic as he did before. I don't know if he's hurt. I know our secretary is a big Pelicans fan. I hate to say it, <laughs> but Zion does not look 100%. Do you put any of the blame on Stan Van Gundy at all, or is he just kind of managing this team the best he can based off the personnel? I do put a little bit on it just because I think his act can get kind of tired with teams, and this one seemed to have gotten tired fast. I don't think he's speaking to the team um, very well. And listen, I don't think players are happy. I think JJ's a little upset with his playing time, and when you're upset about that, it's tough to listen to a coach, and he's a leader on that team. He is a leader on this team, and I think he expected this team to be better, and they're not, and that's why I think he's going to get moved and – I think that's pretty much inevitable. And the other wild card that we haven't talked about is Lonzo Ball. Does he get moved? I'd like to see it. I think that, I mean, listen, you know, I think Lonzo Ball might be my Clint Frazier for the NBA. Mm. And I, I'm that's still holding all my right Lonzo there. saw. I'm still holding all my Lonzo. My, bleh, God damn it, I can't talk. I'm still holding all my Lonzo stock. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to see him go to a team where he can he can bring the ball up and he can have control of the team, um, and have more opportunities. I think he can he can still turn that jumper around. You hope, you hope so, man, because we're getting to that point now in his career where you kind of wonder if this is just who he's going to be. Is he a poor man, Ben Simmons? He might be. Ben Simmons is pretty good. I mean, he'd be a super I know poor Ben man. Simmons is. He'd I said be, poor man. He'd be a homeless man's Ben Simmons because that guy's the best defensive player in basketball. Um, listen, Knicks, offer, offer, you know, a second-round pick. I don't know. All right, so right now you want a package deal. You could get Redick for sure because he lives in Brooklyn. And, again, unless the Nets get a buyout with him, they can't trade for him. So you could get a package deal. Bring him in. Bring him and Lonzo in. Bring bring them in. I, I don't. The only thing is, I don't want. I don't want. You know what? I I don't know if I want Lonzo because hey. I'm, I'm mesmerized by quickly, quickly and Rose, man. That's yeah. quite the tandem right now. Yeah, forget about it. I'll just take. I'll just take JJ. <laughs> All, right. All right, Sean. I'm gonna let you lead off with the Rockets because you seem super amped to talk about them. Yeah, maybe it's because they're another struggling Texas city right now. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I This team to me is, I think they're all they have to do is move Oladipo and let Cousins play out this year, or you can trade them or buy them out. They're, they're so close to restarting their new vision. And I know Wood is hurt, but they're What's their they're new so vision? Close. Their new vision is, is moving off of these veterans and 
solidifying themselves as a team with all these picks and bringing in guys that are no part of what the former Houston team was. I think Oladipo is going to get moved. He's a free agent at the end of the year anyway. And I think it's time to just fully move on to your new vision of a team. Uh, rid yourself of all the Harden years. Rid yourself of all of the Daryl Morey teams. And they're so close to getting there. But John Wall, I don't know what his future is there. I think the Mavericks could use an Oladipo, a defensive guy that can actually create and score and take some of the pressure off of uh, off of good old Luka. Uh, how, who, what contending team wouldn't want Oladipo? The Pacers. Because <laughs> they well, traded they him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a dick. <laughs> um, I guess your Nets didn't want him, or I don't know if he was even on they the table. They wouldn't get him. They can't acquire that salary. Um, Any, would you? Would you want him? You've already brought your Knicks up once or twice. Would you want him? No, I don't want to give something up for a guy that might leave. Yeah, because that's the problem. Is he's a free we're agent? Not, we're not. He's not the piece. You know what I mean? He's not the. He's not gonna send us to a championship ring. But, so. but that's why I said Rockets so close to having your new vision. He's not gonna be part of that new vision. He's gonna be gone. So move him while you can. Milwaukee. And get even more picks. Milwaukee's another team that could use him big time. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I don't think they have the equity. Uh, that's why I think it Philly? makes more sense for death. Philly's got a good thing going on right now. We're going to talk about Philly Philly right now, although their record has regressed a little bit, and they still have road troubles at 7-8. and eight. I, I don't know, because he's a guy that needs the ball in his hands, and they already have two players that really need the ball in their hands, including, might as well jump in and talk about Philly, Joel Embiid, who I know you said you can't win a championship with a center. Joel Embiid might be the one guy that you can, because he's the most dominant center since Shaq. Uh, yeah, he's been awesome. It's the regular season. Things change in the playoffs. Very true. I think Ben Simmons deserves an all-star nod just the way he's been playing. He had 45 a couple nights ago when Embiid was out, shutting all the haters up, saying that he can't score. This team is – I don't know if they're firing on all cylinders anymore, but Doc had these guys playing well. Again, Embiid's playing the entire game now and playing every game. Um and they've got a little more shooting, which is obviously great for them as well. I wrote, maybe it's the coach. Maybe it was Brett Brown. Maybe Brett Brown couldn't get the most out of these guys. Because you know what? I don't know if I should give Doc all the credit in the world. Maybe it was just the time in Simmons' career and, and Bede's career where they were going to figure their shit out anyway. But these guys are playing the best that they have, not only individually, but together in their entire careers. At the very least, this team needs to make it to a conference finals and go six to seven games or else this season is a disappointment regardless. Um, Number two team, let's talk about your Brooklyn Nets. First thing I'm going to say here is barring Philly being able to completely figure it out and stifle them and the Nets not being able to get a buyout guy a la an Andre Drummond or a JaVale McGee, or someone along those lines to stop Embiid, the Brooklyn Nets are going to the NBA Finals. I said you can't narrow it down to one. This season has been the biggest soap opera that you can imagine, and they're not even through the first half of the season. Uh, We've talked about the Nets at nauseam. Uh, Look at what Harden did the other night uh, without 
KD and Kyrie against the Suns, a team that we both like a lot, and and the seventeen and ten. You you watch it. What now? Harden and Kyrie are doing together. Harden's out with a hamstring strain. The Nets never announced when he's going to be back. He'll be back. It's kind of their version of load managing, I think. You got Joe Harris. They're going to get one or two guys on the buyout market. They've signed a bunch of guys to two-way contracts or or short-term contracts. There's too much to talk about with this team, and I don't want to really exhaust it. Okay. All right. Well, we have half the season to talk about it. I Listen, I think that they're going to make the NBA Finals. That game against the Warriors, though, like that was that was peak big three. Like Harden had 16 assists. Kyrie did Kyrie things. Durant did enough. I think. I think in Sacramento the other night, Kyrie went 11 of 13 from three. Like, it just doesn't matter. Like, if these guys are healthy and they're playing together willingly, which apparently they can, this team has no cap. Absolutely, and that's my point, especially with this AD injury. I think they can actually win a championship because you've got three guys that can completely take over a single game in a series on their own. Yeah, um, And that gives them three wins right there. They piece together the fourth win, and look at that. You win a series. All right, let's move on to the next team. That is the number three seed, the Charles Barkley said it earlier in the week, mediocre Boston Celtics. They are 14-14, and 14, the definition of mediocre Perfect way to put it by Charles. Um, Kemba Walker looks toasty right now. He looks absolutely done. They don't have any good big men really. When you have Tice chucking up threes and whatnot, they and their their supporting cast is just, ugh. I mean, you got Smart Kemba, who I said is washed, and then you got the big two, and then everything else. I mean, I know Peyton Pritchard's been a fun draft pick, but listen, Danny Ainge, he's done, aside from getting Tatum which I and Brown, which obviously give you a lot of credit draft-wise, he's done a terrible job in the first round of recent times. You're making this pot easy, man. I, I, I said Tatum and Brown and not much else. Yeah, and, and I just, mean, listen, those two guys... And you just filled in all the blanks. Yeah, those two guys <laughs> ought to make an all-star team, but aside from that... I mean, another team that maybe maybe could be interested in an Olin Depot. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, this talk team, about whipping on draft picks though. Bad, real bad. Like lately, I, late since the Tatum pick, they they really haven't had a single guy. They took the two Williams guys. They took uh, the guy out of Indiana last year. I don't even know if he's played a fucking minute this year. I couldn't tell yeah, you. Yeah, Romeo Langford yep. and Grant Williams and Robert Williams have not been major contributors, yet they're all playing minutes outside of Langford. And then you've got Pritchard, who's playing big minutes. And I like Pritchard at Oregon. He's a three-point shooter. This guy is not designed to be playing big minutes in an NBA game for a team like this. No, I mean, listen, he's a winning-type player. He he's he plays hard. He plays good defense, undersized guard. But, again, that's that's a guy that you want playing 18 minutes, not 33 minutes. Listen, man, I'm with you, and I, I, don't, I don't like the makeup of this team. And, and Tatum and Brown, my biggest fear is, and I know Bill Simmons talked about it on his pod on Monday with uh, KOC, 
what what inevitably happens between these two guys? Is it going to be one of their teams? Can you win with both of these guys? The other thing that I found very troubling, they don't make free throws down the stretch, especially Brown. He really does struggle down the stretch with free throws, and it's cost him a few games against very inferior competition. Yeah, I hear you on that. Let, want to move on to the four team? Yeah. Four team is the Toronto Raptors. I mean, this was almost a half blow up. Siakam's looked better throughout the year. Van Vliet looks pretty good. Lowry's standard. Um, he's been the same for the last 10 years. But, I mean, hey, they won their championship in 2019. It was fun. I, I don't know. They got to wait for the next big draft pick to come in. My one point is a question to you. Are they adding or subtracting? Uh, listen, if I'm looking at it from my point of view, they're subtracting. Mm-hmm. Who's the first to go? <laughs> I feel like it's Lowry every year, and yet he's still there. Yeah, I know. I've heard Lowry's gone, and I've heard they're trying to look at Drummond. So I'm like, I have no idea what this team hmm. is. That's why I put that question in there. A little addition and subtraction. That's that's interesting. Drummond's still young. I know he's your UConn guy. He played there for about 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> if that. <laughs> um, that's an interesting one. Uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. But okay. I mean, listen, you're just reporting news on this file. It's not like it's your opinion. Um, you ready to talk about the Knicks? Oh, of course. My New York Knicks. A lot to say about this team. First of all, I just want to apologize to everybody out there and say I was completely wrong about Julius Randle. Um, signing this guy was one of the best things they've done in the past fucking hundred years. Um, Can I just say this real fast before you go on? Because I want to hear you go on. But we did our preseason picks and you were so pissed that he was taking minutes away from your young guys. And I I'm don't want to I'm saying I'm wrong, dude. <laughs> I know, but I think we need to really, really talk about how much you were wrong. Because you lo- you loathed him. Jesus, this is loathed just payback him. for the Kirk Cousins. Listen, I th- this is my point here, okay? I loathed him. I loathed the player that Julius Randle was last year. Did you think that he was going to be fucking averaging damn near 30 (laughs) points a game, shooting 40% from the three-point line, averaging 11 rebounds a game, and shooting above 50% true field goal percent? Did you think that, Sean? No, but he ain't my guy. (laughs) Exactly. Kirk Cousins was exactly who we thought he was, so don't comp this shit. All right. I didn't comp it. You did. I just said I want. Even though you said you were wrong, I want the audience to remember how much. I want to. I want to apologize to the audience. I was wrong in not knowing that Julius Randle was going to be playing like (laughs) fucking Hakeem Olajuwon mixed with vintage Dirk Nowitzki. I'm sorry, everyone. I didn't see it coming. But listen, this guy's been great. Uh, At this point, you got him on a discount. He is, I hope he makes the all-star team. He's playing like one. The inside-out game is incredible because he posts up for fucking goddamn sake. And I know I hated that earlier, but he's shooting efficiently from everywhere on the floor. He's making plays. He's getting a lot of boards. And he is, he's a great player. And he's not taking minutes away from anybody that I really care about. R.J. Barrett plays a smaller position. 
Mitchell Robinson, of course, is hurt as per usual, but even when he wasn't, he wasn't taking minutes away from him. And, and Toppin is clearly, I mean, first of all, he was hurt. But then he comes in and all the all the comps where he's going to be effective early. He is not an NBA-ready player, unfortunately. Yeah, Toppin hasn't quite been what you really wanted, but... But who cares? Because you know what? We have the greatest point guard since Walt Clyde Frazier on the Knicks, and that is Emmanuel Quickly, who is NBA-ready and was a little bit overshadowed in the draft process by his um, running mate at Kentucky, Maxie, who is playing pretty well for the Sixers. Didn't mention him, but didn't really need to. Um, he's He's been a revelation, and... I liked the Rose trade when it first happened, and it's been all green lights since. I said fun and good, question mark, like, in a good way. Like, yeah, yeah, you guys are good. Like, you guys are actually good. Yeah, we're going to— It was a tough loss to Orlando last night, but you know what? You're not a great team, so those those losses happen. But you know what? Prior to that, you were on a three-game winning streak— and you had beaten some good teams. You play every good team that you lose to hard. And we've talked about this, and I'm not trying to be the annoying net fan that hit a lottery. It's No, like you guys are actually good. And I see so many comps to that 2018-2019 Nets team. Like every game is tough. Quickly has become a stud. I don't know what Knox is. Nadelkin is not playing. Quickly, though, is becoming a legitimate player, not just for you guys, but in the league. Barrett's put up some good numbers, and Rose has been a godsend for you guys. Barrett needs to show up early and leave late and get a lot of shots up. But I hear he's a hard worker, so it's looked better of recent. He's going to keep doing it. Rose, obviously a Tibbs guy, is going to play hard, and he's in a great position in his career to – grow and mentor these young guys they are the seven seed right now i'm excited and i love how him and quickly play together by the way absolutely man and listen i was i was wrong about randall i didn't know he okay. was, i didn't know he was going to be nobody did um, i just give you shit the greatest power the best power forward in the league since tim duncan retired i didn't know that <laughs> I, you're, apparently you knew it um, no nobody <laughs> did i just have to give you shit because you like didn't want him playing you're like i don't want to see him playing more than 20 minutes well, you a know night. What? and even earlier on in the season when i thought this was just a hot streak Right. I was saying trade him for a first-round draft pick, whatever. Now, if you're going to trade him, it, it needs to be in a Bradley Beal package. Yes. And that's it. That's it. I'm with you, man. And by the way, I'm going to bury the lead real fast. He's an all-star to me. He's an all-star. Nice. I appreciate best that. Player, best player on a playoff team, and if he wasn't on this team, this team would be nowhere near where they are. Absolutely. So, yeah, we're probably next week we're going to, when the reserves come out, we're going to talk about our – our um, our what what's the word? What did I use? earlier our fucking uh what's the word oh snubs sorry jesus christ i'm having a brain fart i've been up since like 5 a.m i'm sorry everybody (laughs) um our all-star snubs i i've got this strong feeling in the pit of my stomach he's gonna be a snub but we'll have to see um i don't know if doc rivers likes him and it looks like they're gonna be the best coach or maybe steve nash i don't know um they don't do what baseball does right where they give the former coach that went to the finals 
No, they, they do it. Yeah. They do it best record for Eastern and Western Conference. Okay, that's who that's who the coach is, and the only reason why I remember that was because Dwayne Casey was a coach a few years ago, and I was like, they never go. went to a finals, and then I realized it was based off best record. Got it. Um, Dwayne Casey not doing a terrible job with Detroit, even though they're eight and twenty. That team's no, they're a dumpster night. fire, but he's a perfect coach for them. Yes, and well, let's just talk about Detroit since we're in the Central Division and we just brought him up, and then we'll just skip over him later. Um, Blake Griffin being sat, he looks washed anyways. He hasn't dunked at all this year, which is he hasn't Blake dunked Griffin. in two years. Blake Griffin is, if you think about anything, he's synonymous with dunks. Clearly not anymore. Um, and I guess Jeremy Grant got the bag, and then he got a lot of. He's getting a lot of numbers. I wrote, congrats on Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Christian That's Wood would look good on this them. team, though. I'll tell you that. They <laughs> yeah. should not have let him go. Nope. Grant putting up great numbers on a team that sucks. All right. That's congrats all we, on him. That's all we have to say about that. We'll be quick with the teams we don't give a shit about. That's definitely one of them. Milwaukee Bucks, 16-13. and 13. They're the number one team in the Central Division. I believe they're the three seed. Um, same old Bucks for me. This team's got to at least make a conference finals and possibly go to a championship for it to be a successful season. Giannis has not added to his game at all. And Chuck said it right on the Simmons podcast. Stop trying to make him a three-point shooter. This guy is young Shaq. Let him dominate and let these two other players cook on the outside, being Middleton and Holiday. But you know what? They need They need more scoring. They really do. I wrote status quo. Talk to me in May and June. Thank you. For the same reasons that you spoke about. All right, Indiana Pacers. Sabonis had a stat line and a half last night, by the way. This is a fun team. That's that's how I feel about them. They're fun, and, and Sabonis is probably a top 20 player in the NBA, maybe top 15, and I think he's going to make the All-Star team this year for sure. And he made an All-NBA team last year, I believe. I said one more piece, and that piece might be Levert. If he comes back, I don't that know when he's issue. coming back. Blessing in disguise that the Nets traded him and they were able to give him a physical and catch that kidney issue, but I, I don't know when he's going to come back. Um, but are they going to make a move even with or without Levert? Because I think they're one piece away. Ah, uh, no, the Pacers, the Pacers don't do stuff like that. So they're going to stay there with Brogdon, Sabonis, and Turner, and that's pretty much uh, McDermott. Like, that's pretty much all they got. Yeah. Unless Levert comes back. If Levert comes back, I'm not even saying this is a former Nets homer, you know, or, or Nets homer and former Levert lover, but... No, you still love him. You can still love him. Yeah, he, but, like, is he the guy that's going to take them to that next level? Part of There's going to be games where he does. Like, he's going to heat check. But is he really the guy that no, you're going to bank on? He's not consistent enough, but, again, the Pacers don't usually make aggressive moves to bring guys in. They kind of build through the draft. I think they're one player away. You never What's their know. peak for you in the playoffs then? Mm, second round. Going to the second? Yeah. Okay. All right, next team up, Chicago Bulls. All I can really think about is marketing Kobe White and obviously Zach Levine. The dude can fill it up. He's playing really efficient this year, but – he plays zero defense, and his assist numbers are too low. I wrote, when's the trade happening? In <laughs> reference to one of the two or both. Like Being, I, I have no... being who? Levine and Markkinen? Levine and Markkinen, yeah. Okay. Levine and Markkinen. Because Wendell I, Carter, is he still alive or what? I, I, I don't even know. I also wrote as a second question of, 
who's watched them. Like, I have not watched a single Bulls game this I've year. I've only watched them play the Knicks. Okay, the Nets haven't played them yet, so I guess that's why. But you're, you're right, man. No defense, and, like, will they be part of a package deal? Like, can they play together somewhere else? Like, what do you, what do you think is going to happen with this team? I think they're going to hold on to Levine. I think his scoring and his efficiency is just too mesmerizing. But I think somebody's a smart team's going to come in there and scoop up Markkanen for pennies on the dollar. Do you have any teams in mind? I'd love it if it was the Knicks, even with Julius <laughs> Randle, like I said, playing like Jesus Christ himself on a basketball court. Um, <laughs> uh, the t- what team comes trying to think of a team that just would do something shrewd like that golden state comes to mind i don't know if they have anything to give up but they just seem like a shrewd team to scoop him question up. for you what could the lakers get for him if what could the lakers give for him rather oh, if ad doesn't come back that's a great question I, I i see him fitting there really well although he doesn't play the kind of defense that that an all first team defensive player no no plays, he's a very but, poor man's ad yeah very uh, poor man's ad yeah, I would do. But he can stretch you out. Though. Yeah, he can definitely um, stretch you out. I don't even know what they'd have to give up for him. I don't know. I don't know what they are. What they're looking at picks wise, being that the AD trade was recent. Um, I mean, maybe a first and maybe two firsts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I might have grandkids by the time they can cash those picks in. <laughs> but two firsts for him, a first and a and a ancillary piece maybe that guy that got hot in summer league what the fuck is his name Taylor oh, Tucker I, there you go good job because there was no way I was remembering that yeah I'm getting better with the names no big deal um you ready to talk about the Cavs let's do it Garland and the young bull Sexton your Alabama boy are a lot of fun Sexton's taking a step forward he's definitely a candidate for most improved player aside from that don't care. Larry Nance will be good on a playoff team when they try. I said, be- yeah, I- I'm with you, man. I said beginning of a new era. They're benching Drummond and they're trying to trade him. They might have to buy him out because I really don't know what team that really wants him can absorb that salary. I think it's 27 or 28 million for the rest of this year. They're in a tough spot if they want to trade because all the teams that can trade for him aren't going to want a guy with that kind of salary in a rebuild, and all the teams that that want to trade for him can't afford him yeah so they're beginning of a new era they're going to re-sign jared allen uh they're going to give him a huge deal and and i give him props absolutely and larry nance is hurt why did the nets do that they could have held on to him why because they weren't going to re-sign him with the money that they were going to have to that they were going to have to pay him there's no way they were going to do that with the the kind of pieces they were going to have to bring in. And you know what? As much as I love Jared Allen, and I really do, it, it, and, it and it sucked having to lose him and you really miss him at the rim, and, and he had turned himself into a much better offensive player this year than he had been in the past. He still is a guy that plays very well against inferior centers and doesn't play great against centers close to him. Like I still don't. I still think Embiid would eat him alive. I still I think Gobert would eat him alive. I still think I think Gobert eating him alive. He ain't Gobert alive. I, it was one game, man. I know. I know. I, I, listen, and, and that's not a knock on him. Listen, I would do the trade over and over again, but it, it really does suck to lose him. 
I think the Cavs are making a great decision if they commit their future to him because he's also a great kid. So fucking do it, and Drummond's going to be gone. So that's why I said, like, you're building for the future. You, you pretty much got it, and you know what direction you're going in. This is a team with Sexton and Garland, like you mentioned. Nance, they're going to trade. They're going to get more picks for him. They're, they're, I think they're going in the right direction. Yeah, that's a long rebuild, bro. That's That's a road. I know. But hey, they but are. I, but, they I, are. I, but they're not in no man's land. Like they're actually kind of going there. They're not a team where you look at and be like, "Oh fuck!" Like what are they doing? Absolutely. Um, let's move on to the Southeast Division. Five more teams left. Then we'll talk about our All Stars and we'll call it a night. Um, some of us don't have water, and some of us have to go to work tomorrow. Um, <laughs> first team, fun, fun, fun. Charlotte Hornets. Yep. You know that I tend to call myself the fourth ball brother. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. I have, uh, what's his name? LaMelo's warm-up jersey from when he played in, um, what was it, Lithuania, sitting on my desk over here. My friend got me that as a birthday <laughs> gift a few years ago. I've been all in on these guys <laughs> since LeVar first opened his mouth. And, and fucking this, guy, this kid was scoring 100 points in, in, in high school games. He is, I mean, there was a lot of questions about him. We didn't know if he was going to be good, this, that, and the third. He plays better defense than we thought. He's a better three-point shooter than we thought. The passing is there. And this team is fun, man. And I think they talk about moving in the right direction. They absolutely are. They are young and fun. Gordon Hayward signing, although they overpaid for him, he's playing at a borderline all-star level. And the Boston Celtics would trade back Terry Rozier for Kemba Walker ten times over. I don't have much to contribute to that. I said validation on LaMelo in the draft and validation on Hayward and free agency. Right now, everything's Jordan doing right there. It's turning up roses for him. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about the number two team in the Southeast Division. Yet again, disappointing. The Atlanta Hawks. Um, A lot of talent, and it's just, to me, a lot of players that are just wearing the same jersey. Trey Young's allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants for some reason. It seems like they don't even run plays. They just let Trey Young do what he wants. Um, don't really, still trying to figure out how he earned that. And I'm going to, maybe I'll put in a phone call, Trey. I like you. You're a great player. You're welcome on the pod. Let me know how you did that so I can try and, pl- and employ that in my life. Maybe I'll get named CEO of my company <laughs> before you know it. Um, yeah, this team is a disappointment. I said a broke man's Nets. They play as bad a defense as the Nets do, and they don't score nearly as much, and they're the pieces aren't nearly as good. So they're well, you know when your big three, Nets. when your big three, Kyrie being Trey Young, Kevin Herter being fucking James Harden, and Collins being Kevin Durant, I, you know that's that's more than poor, my friend. That's why I said broke. Super do there's got to be another word for that. Um, Atlanta yes, Hawks, <laughs> disappointment. Texas, power, disappointment. Um, <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> hey, it's not like you're out there working on those grids. You might have to, though. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to get you down here to do it. <laughs> Cruz is gone. Our governor doesn't know what he's doing. I got nothing. <sighs> Tough time to move there. Um All right, number three team, Miami Heat. This is a combination of a few things for me. The fact that they're 11 and 17, they will be better. But I think the, first of all, the turnaround from 
the last game of the NBA Finals, so the first game of this season, I think really hurt them. They've been beat up by injuries, and the COVID bug has bit them damn near harder than any other team, aside from, I don't know, maybe your Brooklyn Nets. And I wouldn't even say the Nets got bit by COVID because KD had a weird thing, and Kyrie didn't leave because of COVID. Kyrie left because he's Kyrie. Yeah, I, I said don't buy into the record with this team. They're they're better than what their record is, and and for all the reasons that you detailed, that they, they they've had a rough go of it. And you know what, this team is is probably overachieved last year. Would you say that if they weren't in the bubble, would they have really done what they did? Maybe. I'm not going to take it away from them, but I'm certainly not going to say that absolutely if the season yeah. was normal that they would have. But I'm going to say don't buy into the record. 11 and 17, this is a good team. Bam's putting up great numbers. And he is. I, I th- he's a fringe all-star to me. And I, I, I think Jimmy Butler's starting to finally put it together and, and Harrow's finally playing better. I think this team's going to be in the conversation in the Eastern playoffs before all said and done. Oh, they'll be in the playoffs, no doubt about it in my mind. They're going to overtake teams like the Knicks who are playing over their heads right now, or they might not be. I mean, I don't know. The Charlotte Hornets, teams like that, they're going to overtake them. they got a worse record than the Bulls right now, believe it or not, and I don't think the season's going to finish off that way. Number four team, Orlando Magic. This team was a playoff team last year, but they – are talk about the injury bug they are the they have the injury an animal much larger than a bug because everybody seems to be hurt isaacs they knew was going to be hurt faults who they gave him a nice contract to um played really well to start the season and then he's out for the year they lost cole anthony and the lineups that this team is putting out there i mean i may what's gonzaga's got better lineups Beat your Knicks last night, but th- <laughs> that's you. not that's not a Knicks problem, man. I, I think that any team in the NBA on a given night can punk another team. And, Free Vucevic, send them to yeah, to um, Boston. Boston, yeah, Vucevic makes it a lot of sense as a trade candidate. I just wrote same old magic. Uh, it really is, and I I understand the injuries, and it sucks. It really does. I don't know what this team could be if they were fully staffed, and and they've been a playoff team the last few years. But you know what? To me, it's the same old magic. They don't really excite you. They're not fun. And you know that even if they make the playoffs, they're not going anywhere. So it, it, they're kind of just very vanilla to me. Mm. And the, the thing I will say about the magic is at least it, it feels like they're building towards something. They have a lot of young players. Uh, Mo Bamba needs more playing time. That's it. Yeah, well, with the Vucevic trade, you could get that. Absolutely. All right, final team. Um one of the worst records in the NBA. And this team is another dumpster fire team, in my opinion. If it wasn't for Bradley Beal, they might have zero wins. And that is the Washington Wizards. Russell Westbrook is washed, washed, washed. The Washington Wizards have eight wins. Two of them are against the Brooklyn Nets. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. And again, Bradley Beal... He says he wants to stay. He says he doesn't want to get traded. So I wrote the Beal dilemma. What in the fuck is going to happen with this team? I don't care about Westbrook anymore. I feel like he's been done for the last few years. This team has nothing else. What the hell is going to happen with Beal, man? I think you got to trade him for all he's worth. Even if he says he doesn't want to get dealt? Because that's 
seems to be what's coming from his agent. He doesn't want to get dealt. Here's the thing, man. Before before he ruins his trade value, I think you move on from him. His window is not matching up with this team's window, who is, you know, a Russell Westbrook injury away from a complete rebuild. And I think he's going to sour click quick, sour quickly, and then before you know it, you're in an Anthony Davis situation. I say you get rid of him when his stock is the highest. I think so too. I just really wonder if they will because I believe. Next all these players, all these players say they want to be there, and then the next thing you know, they don't. I know, and and you've seen him disappointed, and his wife tweeting about how pissed off she is about the team, and they win a game, and he says he wants to stay. I, I'm with you, and then I just asked it, but I think it is next year. That's his last year, right? Under contract. Um. I don't think so. He has an extension of $72 million that begins in the 2021-22 season. Two years max. This? So he's got oh, a few years year. left. Okay. Uh, yeah, the last year will be the 22-23 um, season he has a player option. So next year is his last year, basically, because he can opt out. Okay. That's what I thought. Regardless, I mean, I think he's going to sound. you got to move him. Yeah, you got to move him because he's going to realize, what is he, 27, 28. His, prime's, his prime is now, and, and he wants to win. Yeah. Now I'm with you. I And and every team that has the assets and the commodity will, will move heaven and earth to get, to get him, I think. Couldn't agree more. All right, you ready to go over some All-Stars? Oh, I'm ready, my man. I'm ready. All right, let me pull up the NBA All-Star teams. I could probably do this off the top of my head, but I don't want to get any of them wrong. Um, They released them a few hours ago. They finally Mm -hmm. dropped the starters. Um, I got them for you right now. Let's start off. We started off Eastern Conference. No, we started off Western Conference. Let's continue the trend. Number one overall vote getter and captain... LeBron James going to his 17th All-Star game. Crazy to think. Yep, makes sense. Um, Alongside him, he will have Nikola Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, Stephen Curry, and Luka Doncic. Nice. All makes sense there for me. I'm okay with all those guys. I actually had Lillard slightly ahead of Luka, which was very hard for me because I'm a huge Luka fan, but... I'm I'm not going to be mad at that. Luca got off to a slower start, but he's been putting up crazy numbers since. Yeah, um, I'm not going to be mad. And the record kind of says that Lillard should be in there. I uh, can't get mad either way. Paul George was a guy who I think could have been a starter, but he'll definitely be a reserve. Um, all right, you ready for the East? Yeah. You should like these. I'm sure you, you probably already know about them if you have Bleacher Report alerts on. Kevin Durant, captain. Mm-hmm. Playing alongside him, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Bradley Beal, and even though he took off what seems like two weeks, for whatever reason that he still hasn't explained to us, Kyrie Irving. I was surprised that Harden didn't get it, and honestly, I would have put Harden over Kyrie, but I get it because Kyrie, if you look at just stats, has had the best year of his career the best year of his career and yes. he's actually had one of the best years of any point guard honestly ever yeah him it's and just, quickly it's just 
Yeah, yeah, him and quickly my <laughs> fucking ass. It's just those goddamn couple weeks that he takes off, and it's all the off-court stuff that people are tired about. But if you watch Kyrie Irving on a nightly basis when he does play, and and you're looking at his numbers and his efficiency, like I said before when we talked Nets, he shot 11 of 13 from three the other night. Like, he's shooting the ball like 20 to 25 times a game, and he's making 18 to 19 shots a game. It's absolutely, fucking ridiculous. Absolutely agree with you, and here's my argument to everybody that says Harden should have made it. If you are going to give me give Kyrie shit about not showing up, you have to give yeah. Harden, sh- Harden shit about what he did at the beginning of the season. I hear you. So either way, both of them are deserving. It was a fan voting thing. I'm not really surprised by any of these guys. I think they're all deserving. Um, and you know what? Next year, we're or next week, excuse me, we're gonna have to uh, wait and see um, who gets picked by the coaches to be to be reserves. Now, I will say this before we go: um, I still don't think this game should be played. Uh, and, and honestly, I don't think it will be played. I think LeBron's going to speak up. I think it is because the NBA announced today that they're going ahead with it. And it's March 7th in Atlanta. Listen, and I know I, they're going ahead with it and all this, that, I think it's third. happening, man. But you know I what? I think it's happening. You know who's going to be starting this All-Star game with the amount of players dropping out? Zach Levine and Julius Randle. <laughs> and Quigley. Well, if they're not playing, then nobody should. But, um... Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be played. I think they have their, their hearts set on it. Kind of fucked these... up what the NBA did because they said there wasn't yeah. going to be an all-star break. Adam Silver's got some stains on the spotless record now. Said it's going to be a three- to four-month layoff from when the NBA finals ended to the season. Ended up being six weeks. And then he said, oh, no, I want to give you guys a break. You'll get 12 days off during the all-star break. No all-star game. Now we that got an all-star science. game. Dollar signs say uh, absolutely, things, man, man. absolutely, and, that, and they're, that's why they're doing it. And, and I guarantee you that they really, truly did believe heading into the season that they weren't going to have an All Star game. And then they looked at the landscape and said, "Hey, if we're going to start allowing fans into pretty much every arena starting in a week, we might as well have an All Star game. And we're going to raise money, and it's going to be for COVID relief. And you know what? Even if the best players, LeBron can go to his coach and say, "Hey, I'm playing five minutes, and that's it." And, and I'm sure a lot of guys are going to do that. And I don't the reserves think, are going to play more minutes than ever. In, in my opinion, it's more the risk of COVID than it is the, the playing sure. time. And listen, you're right. They could say that they that they thought they were right and they had all the intentions and they thought everything was all good, but so did Texas and their power grid early, you know, before this week hit. So how's that working out for everybody? That's enough that's of my a Texas really jokes. Harsh, that that's it. a harsh comp, you sack of shit. That but, yeah, it. It, it's uh, – I, it's not the right move. You you and I both agree that it's a stupid thing to do and give the players their rest and, and don't make them go to Atlanta. This is a Goodell and, and move. Play these, yeah, the, the, don't make them play these stupid reindeer games. They don't need to do it. it. It's a waste of time. Name the All-Stars, give them their notoriety, and that's it. But that's not how it's going to be. Give them jersey, so I, and that's that, whatever. Yeah, I bet these guys are going to play a couple minutes, and then the reserves will play a little bit, and then they'll get a couple days off. But it. Money's going to tell you what to do, and and the NBA needs more money, and this is what they're going to do. I hear that. All right, let's talk Tatis very quickly and then call it a night. Fernando Tatis signs a 14-year extension with the San Diego Padres. 
$340 million, third highest contract in baseball, I think. Good job by the Padres to lock him up. We've had this discussion before. At least he's getting paid, and they are saving themselves in the long run because I think he's one of the only players that would command a lot of money in free agency given the MLB's current climate. I still do not think it's a good thing for baseball. $820 million right now locked into the San Diego Padres infield. <laughs> Listen, How fucking awesome is that? That yeah, is I, awesome. It's nice to see the Padres spending money. Um, maybe the rest of the league can follow suit. And if you can't, then sell the goddamn team. Sell the goddamn team. And, hey, Yankees, everybody, Boston, everybody else. Hey, just because you want to sign free agents doesn't mean you can't sign your own guys. You can sign your own guys and sign free agents. Look at what the fucking Padres have done in the last few years. They signed Machado. They brought in Snell's contract. They brought in Darvish's contract. They signed Hosmer. And now they gave Tatis, their best young player, 14 years. Come on. Uh, If the Padres can do it, anybody can do it. Also, quick cleaning up here. Yankees are talking to Gardner. No deal is done. Trevor Rosenthal goes to the A's. They had also signed Soria. So that's a nice little bullpen piece. Yeah. That's pretty much all the baseball news we got. Baseball continues to disappoint with its offseason. Not the Padres, though. They've, they've kept the game no. alive. <laughs> no, sir, they have not. Pitchers right. and catchers are down in Florida and Arizona, my man. I did see that on the Instagram. I'm excited to see um, what Kluber and – how do you pronounce his name? Talion? Tatalion? Tyon. Tyon can bring to this team. Me too. All right, everybody, that about wraps it up. We'll be back probably next week with some more sports and world news. I sound like CNN now. Um, Everybody, (laughs) enjoy the week. Sean, uh, I hope you get some normalcy and uh, stay safe down there. Thanks, man. I think everything's going to start turning over the weekend, and hopefully we'll be back to normal Texas weather in the next few days. But, yeah, everybody stay safe. And, Tom, you two up in the Northeast, y'all at least can handle this shit. But you know what? At least – oh, my God, I can't believe I said it again. This is – see, this has been a few goddamn months here, and I'm saying it. But, yeah, I hope you stay safe up there, and even though you know how to handle it, at least, you know, be safe. Yes, sir. Everybody, continue, even you down there, Sean, I know you probably don't want to right now. Keep wearing your mask. Yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm stuck saying this now, and thank you for shitting on me for it. Hey, that's all right. Everybody have a good night. Take care, guys.